Welcome to Cover 4. If you're a Section 4 football fan, this is your podcast. I'm Coach Smith, and I'll be your host. The Cover 4 podcast is brought to you by TDS Performance Improvement. Leading people is the most important responsibility in the world, yet 60% of first-time leaders fail, and only 5% of organizations have a leader development strategy. I developed the premier first-time leader development program to prevent these failures. Beginning in January 2023, I will deliver this monthly leader development program at the Tioga Downs Casino, Nichols, New York. Visit tdspi.com, that's tdspi.com, and click find out if you're prepared to lead people. Our guest is Nick Aiello head coach of the Tioga Tigers, who last weekend finished their season really strong, winning their second New York State championship in a row and third overall. Coach Ayala will reflect on how his preseason began when he was forced to coach from the couch or golf cart. He will explain the importance of his coaching staff and how their young student-athletes understand the hard work, dedication, and teamwork required to reach their goals. He will also share insight into how he inspires all youth levels of up-and-coming Tioga Tigers. He has some great advice for people wanting to get into the coaching profession as well. Here we go. Hi, Coach Aiello. Welcome back to the Cover 4 podcast, and congratulations to you, the team, and the whole Tioga Tigers football community on another state championship. This makes two consecutive and the third overall, so Things must be uh, pretty well there in Tioga football community right now. How about you? Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot of excitement going on. It was, it was a good day on Saturday, and and the community still fired up. Um, you know, and, and I appreciate you having me on again. Uh, it's, it's been a good year in Tigerland, and uh, just, just really excited, and, and still very proud of what the kids have accomplished. Oh, you're definitely, and accomplish is a great word. You can you can kind of see it um, in their the way they go about the the game, you know, because we only see them on game day. You see them all the time, but you can. I've got a pretty trained eye from coaching, and then also recruiting student athletes, so I can kind of tell you. See, they they got the right uh, mannerisms. I call it the spine angle, where they're up and they're not slouching and down on themselves. Um, they're helping people up when they uh, block them down, tackle them, those kind of things. So. You really do have what I call a true football community. It's not just, okay, we get to the varsity, we're ready to roll. You know, you've got youth football all the way up through to the, the varsity team. One thing I want to start off with, Coach, is, um, is begin with the most important aspect of the team, and that's obviously the people that are involved. It's the coaching staff, the players, and the overall relationships. And tell me a little bit about the, the team personality this year. Yeah, this, uh, I mean, really, it was, it was a young team. Uh, we returned some experience from last year with a lot of sophomores that had played. Um, but we, we only had three seniors on the roster this year. But, but we know, we knew uh, that this junior class would be something special. Uh, they were, uh, you know, special when they were young, coming up through the youth ranks, uh, through Modified. Um, they spent, uh, they were freshmen during that uh, COVID spring season. And we kept them all down on JV. We wanted them to play together. Um, and, and we didn't want to pull any of freshmen up during that time. Uh, we just wanted them to play football. And and, um, and and it worked out really, really well. And so, um, you know, the, the thing about this group, too, is 
for a lot of them, I would say football is not really their main sport. And so, um, you know, looking back on the year, uh, we, we, we almost had to wait a little bit, wait a little bit for them. A lot of them wrestle, a lot of them do the basketball, a lot of them uh, do baseball. And so uh, summertime, we went to a team camp uh, right at the end of June. And, but we really didn't pick things up until about the end of July, going in the early part of August uh, after they're done with the rest of their um, offseason stuff with their other sports. And but from that time on, man, they they were locked in. Uh, they knew where they wanted to be at the end of the season. Um, and what, what's what's special about this group is uh, uh, they they carry that attitude that they uh, they know what it takes to, to win. They know what it takes to um, be able to perform on the big stage and get the championships they want. And I think that's probably what I'm most proud of them for is is they put the work in and they put the preparation in. They didn't they don't cut corners and they understand that if you do cut corners, you aren't going to get what you want. Um, and for being such a young group, there there is quite a bit of maturity there when it comes to that and having that mental toughness and that mental discipline to do what it takes to win. So, um, you know, and, and, and in terms of a personality, um, I think that's it. I think it's just a a certain attitude they have that I think they got from last year's seniors. I think they had a lot of success when they were young. Um, I think they experience um, in other sports, uh, they experience playing on the big stage and understanding what it takes to win. And, um, and they carry themselves real well. Uh, the, the, the way they, they approach the field, the way they approach uh, the game of football and, the, and their other athletics, they like to compete and they're going to compete and you're going to get the best they have and they're going to prepare themselves and and I think that's why I, why I enjoy coaching this group so much. Yeah, and it's evident too. And these are going to be lifelong lessons that they're going to take with them, the work ethic, what it takes to put in to do things and being part of a team. So they're really set up not just to play on championship weekend. They're set up for life in terms of, you know, being able to do what it takes and and work together as a team. And because you know, you know, coach, you got if you got 10 guys that are doing their own thing out there and you got one guy that's in the system, it's not going to work. You need everybody on the same page. And that that says a lot about you and the overall community as well. It's a, definitely a reflection on you. Take us on a journey through this season. And, and and if you can remember one thing that kind of stands out that's funny, because you have quite a lot of good statistical things going on. You ran the table last year. You ran the table this year. You were 14 and zero. And I believe that's the most wins in the modern playoff era in a season. And you're on a 27-game win streak that takes you back to week six in the 2020 shortened season. So your student-athletes are are not accustomed to winning, but what you alluded to is they know what it takes to prevent that, and that's what they do. So take us kind of through this season, and if you got something funny you can share with us that happened, or maybe more than once. I don't know if it's funny, but you know, for me, the season didn't start off in the – uh, the best way I, I tore my Achilles tendon back in uh, back in the spring, and I ended up having Ouch. a problem with the uh, uh, with the incision. And so, you know, I talked about that team camp earlier. I was actually in the hospital on a hospital bed um, uh, after a second surgery, and while the rest of my staff w- were taking uh, the team up to the Cortland team camp. And and so that's kind of how my summer went. I spent a lot of time on the couch, um, <laughs> and you know, as the kids are working out, I'm I'm. I'm doing my best. I, I have kids coming over to watch film from seven on sevens. I, uh, um, at one point I had an assistant coach at a seven on seven and I was calling plays from the couch and, you know, through the phone and stuff. So <laughs> is technology kind of great? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> technology was, was very beneficial this summer. So, and I started coaching, um, 
Uh, one of my friends actually had a golf cart he let me borrow. So I, I was coaching from a golf cart and, and uh, that's how my preseason was. Um, and, and, and I do want to mention my staff uh, because, because man, they, they put the time in. Um, I, I couldn't be there a lot this summer. And um, by the time we hit preseason, when, when I was able to go, uh, our kids were, were ready. And uh, they actually had a phenomenal summer, even though I couldn't be there a whole lot. So, you know, just just kudos to my staff uh, uh, for putting that work in. But but man, we we uh, we signed up for a week zero game. Uh, we we agreed to that way back in the spring. Um, uh, we went down to Waverly and played against the Section Nine team, Marlboro, who's uh, Class B, and so that really drove us all summer long. And 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 for those two pre getting ready for a game in two weeks is tough. And um, but but because of a good summer, I, we were, we felt comfortable going into that game, and our kids performed really really well. Um, and then from there, uh, we had our only non-league game against Newark Valley week one. Um, and we played well that week too. And, and, um, and then, you know, we, we hit our, our D division, um, you know, section four, there's only eight of us. So we play seven, seven league games and, um, and we were rolling, uh, and we had some good wins, some solid wins. And again, you, you know, you, you go into a season thinking you could be good, but until, you know, you start getting into games and seeing what you can do, um, yeah, you know, that, that's when you really start to figure out what kind of team you are. Exactly. And then I'd say, you know, the, um, I guess if you're looking for a turning point or where I thought we stepped our game up would be after the, the first Delhi game. Um, Delhi came into our place. It was our homecoming. And, um, but man, it was a heck of a game. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, uh, to be a part of that game because it was, you know, we had to, we had to, um, we had to get some big plays. Um, uh, you know, we scored on a fourth down pass. Um, uh, Delhi came in just ready to go for us. I mean, they were, they were ready and they really played their tails off. And, um, and that game really kind of came down to the wire and we ended up beating them 28, 21. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people thought we played bad, uh, after that game. And I was thinking, you know, we did what we had to do to win. Um, and Delhi really just played really, really well. Um, and, and they were ready for us. So, you know, we, we kind of used that game as motivation for the rest of the season. We, we figured we'd see them again. Um, and, and that's how the, how the season played out. You know, we ended up seeing them in the, um, in the sectional finals. Um, between those two games, though, I, I thought, a, I guess the other, uh, I guess we'll call it a turning point or another big, big part of our regular season was the last game of the year. Um, we lost the game, the league game against Deposit Hancock. And with the change in the rules uh, from last year, we were able to pick up another game um, in which we went against Athens. And I just thought, um, you know, we, we found out on a Monday night we weren't going to play Deposit. We knew Athens was off because they were supposed to play Sarah that week, uh, which Sarah did not feel the team this year. And so, um, you know, I just thought, hey, if we're if we're going to be playoff ready and if we're going to be able to beat the teams, I know we have to beat, you know, win or lose going against Athens was going to help us. And, and because they were big, um, had some big receivers, had a big quarterback, um, some tough nose running back. So I thought it'd be just a great test for us to see where we're at. Had no bearing on our playoff status whatsoever. So um you know, we went down there and, and, and the kids were excited about it. And, and and they they got ready in three days to play that team and, and really went down. It was a good game. Um, I can't I think it was 29, 13 or 14 or something, the final score. But uh, but man, our kids it really showed that, it, hey, you know, and, um, when we know what's on the line, we're going to play really hard. And, and and we really used that game uh, to roll in the playoffs. Um, and from there, we played Spencer um, round one, Delhi round two. That was a big week because the kids really wanted to prove that. Um, you know, they, they could play better against them. And, uh, and that was a tough game that, you know, it was, it was raining a lot and everything, but, but man, the kids played well. Um, 
then from there up to uh, we went up to CNS in Syracuse, played against Dulgeville, uh, who was undefeated at the time, had some good backs and stuff. But um, but again, yeah, these kids and then I was talking about earlier, I mean, they locked in come playoff time. I mean, they knew it, it was almost like they had just been waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, it was playoffs and finally it was time to roll for them. And they got locked in and, and they got uh, ready every single week. Um, and, and we beat Dulgeville uh, handedly and they were excited about that. But then. Our sights were on Randolph after that, um, and it was a little nerve wracking. We didn't even know who we were going to play until uh, after Monday night of of that state semifinal week, and and we had to play on a Friday because the section six and five games, uh, those regional games, got pushed to Monday because of that huge snowstorm that Buffalo had. And so, you know, we go into practice Monday, not really knowing who we were going to play. We, um, you know, we thought it would be Randolph, but Oakville, Alabama also beat Randolph last year. So anyway. Um, you know, we, we got ready for Randolph in three days and, uh, man, you know, what, what a game, uh, that Randolph game was. And, you know, for me personally, and as well as some, uh, some of my staff, it was, um, it was a really great victory because, um, it really kind of showed how full circle, um, as a staff and as a program we went, I mean, we lost to them eight years ago, but we lost to them three times in a row. Um, and it was, it was one of those things like we knew we had to get better, but it was going to, it just took us a while um, to develop a system that we thought was good enough. And, you know, so going against Randolph um, and beating them, um, you know, it was great for this team because it punched our ticket to the dome. Uh, but, but also program wise, I, I thought it, 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 it was just nice. It, you know, we have a ton of respect for the Randolph program. Uh, me being from Western New York, I played against them when I was in high school. Sure. Um, so, so anyway, that was a big win for us. And then, and then the state championship game, I, you know, we couldn't play a more perfect game. Um, I was it was following. really kind of like an exclamation point. And, uh, and I was so happy. You know, one of the things I loved about that game is it wasn't just one guy. Um, so many, so many kids played so well in that game and had big plays. It, it was really, um, you know, just, just awesome to see so many kids step up and have their moment on that big stage. Um, I know the score, you know, it got up there, but, um, but man, it was, it was just an exciting day and I was really happy for the kids and proud of them because, uh, that's what they worked so hard for all season long. Well, sure. Plus, you started the season off on the couch, and now you're you're here at yeah. the championship game, and yeah. and your defense stepped up huge. I mean, they scored three touchdowns in that game, and I'm a defensive coordinator, so that's a soft spot in my heart when the mm -hmm. defense can score like that, and that makes things um, not easy, but a little little bit easier for you in terms of play calling and how aggressive you can be doing certain stunts, blitzes, those kind of things. Yeah. Yep, definitely. And, and they, you know, going into that game, I mean, they're 13 and 0. I mean, it, it, it's an undefeated team. And, and I mean, that staff had, they won back to back state championships in 16, 17. And, um, they, they ran, they run a style, no huddle, like a power, uh, game, a power offensive, no huddle. So, you know, getting ready for that and getting the kids ready for that. Um, and, and again, the kids just were phenomenal in understanding how important their preparation was. And, and they were ready when, when, uh, by the time the, uh, kickoff at noon on Saturday. They were ready. Oh, absolutely. So. I didn't. I saw little bits of uh, video pieces on uh, on Twitter uh, on and off a little bit because I watched a quite a few of your games on YouTube this year. I was lucky to be able to watch the uh, I think the Dell High game. I watched the seven point game, and there's a few other games I watched you play as well. But uh, it was big for you guys to step up on week zero to play a team like that, and and I just you can see it kind of carried throughout the season because you really. 
you were only challenged really a couple of times. The, the first Delhi game, and Delhi is, is uh, Delaware Academy. That's a, that's a great program too. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know the Randolph game, which you alluded to, and they've been, been kind of a nemesis of yours over the years. Um, and it's always good to get over that particular hump too, and also for the kids in a program. But I want to step back to one thing. I coach leaders in in, in business, and one of the true attributes of a leader is that the organization functions well when they're absent and you were physically absent. I mean, you might've been in touch electronically, but you weren't there necessarily seeing everything and barking at everybody and doing different things like a coach normally does and it with enthusiasm. But that says a lot for your staff that they, they could step up and, and, and keep that uh, level of consistency and approach. And uh, that just says, a lot for the overall program specifically for you because you're the leader of the program and and, and again my you know we, we built up our staff actually going back to uh you know eight years ago playing against randolph i remember it was just three of us you know walking through the line and we <laughs> and, and we talked about it. we noticed how big their staff was how many yeah you know people they had helping them out and uh i have a tremendous amount of help right now um you know it's it's hard to find one guy you trust let alone a whole handful of them and um you know, I think I think the guys from our youth to and in the school programs, modified JV and so on. I think we just have a lot of guys that believe in our our vision of what we want our program to be for a small school uh, football program, and a lot of guys buying in, and it's and it's working out. And um, and I'm, I'm very appreciative of of the effort they put in, but also just um, you know, grinding out the sure. with, with this vision we want. So yeah, and uh, the other thing too, you uh, I always believed in what I called uniform uniforms from a player perspective everybody wears you know the, the same socks you know the only thing that um i kind of let go a little bit was if you had to wear a medical device you, you wore the medical device but everybody um wore this what i call the uniform uniform but where i'm going with this is your coaching staff you all look the same there was no question that you were a, a tioga coaching staff member you know with the the khaki pants and uh the shirt and the hats and everything. And that goes a long ways too. Um, people don't realize that, but that's a, that shows a form of unity at the coaching level. you you have a, in essence, a uniform uniform, you know, that, that, uh, that really goes a long ways uh, in that regard. Um, let's see, what else am I going to hit you up with? Oh, the, your uh, winning streak that you're on, it's a, you know, a 27 game winning streak. And what I think is one of the hardest things to do is your team in, probably a better part of three years now, really hasn't faced a ton of adversity. But it's because they understand what they need to do. And and uh, you alluded to it earlier, how hard they have to work and the time they put in and the effort. It's not just time, it's what you do with that time. You know, right from the weight room to stretching to skills stuff, you know, and, and team stuff. It's, it's, it's not easy. And you've got what's going like a small college staff uh, in terms of what you're doing. So that, that's just a lot for the, the overall program. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't think about it much while, while you're in the middle of it. Um, uh, you're reminded about it every time you look in the, in the media somewhere, you know, but, um, but now, now that it's over and you reflect on that, it's just like, um, you know, holy cow, it's, 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 it's quite a ride to be on. And these kids, um, you know, it'd be different if I thought these kids just showed up and played. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not like that, like you were talking about, you know, I, I really think that they deserve the success that they've had because um, they do work hard. Um, and and you talk about handling adversity and 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 we may not 
have, have, have had it a whole lot in terms of wins and losses or, or losses for that matter. Um, but again, you know, these, these guys compete in, in multi-sports and, and um, um, I, I think, I think the adversity they face as competitors is what drives them in whatever sport they're in really. And, and, um, and I, that's just how I feel about this group. Um, I, I just feel that if they did have some adversity, I think they would be just fine. I think they would have the mental toughness and the mental discipline to do what what they needed to do to to, to be successful. Um, sure, and that's and just they, it, 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 that's what they carry with them. Yeah. And last year, you did have what I call the ultimate adversity. You lost a student athlete, um, and that is that's a real tough life lesson for for people to learn. And I I remember having some conversations with you last year about that and how that kind of carried forward through things but that that's you know that's an that's a form of adversity as well and they they were like a family and they you know they came together and and dealt with it like you you would as a, a smaller biological family um so it's uh that's that's a tough life lesson right there that's that's adversity uh in the first yeah and and like i said I, it, um you know these kids are yeah I'm, I'm just very proud of them i'm proud of the way they carry themselves and um, you know, I'm proud of the streak they're on. I'm proud of them being back-to-back -back champs, and and uh, and it's just it's it's very well deserving for this group of kids. Um, let's see. There's one other thing I wanted to run by. Okay, if you you're approached by somebody that wants to get into the coaching profession or a, a student athlete, they don't even have to be uh you know in the Tioga community, and they say, hey, coach, you know, what do you recommend? I I want to play football. You know, I'm you know fifth grade, fourth grade. Or somebody that really wants to get into coaching, maybe it's a a parent and um, maybe they're uh, empty nest and they want to get back and get into coaching. What would you tell those those two different people, the student, young student athlete and the uh, potential coach? You know, well, the young student athlete, I do everything to to make sure they showed up on day one. Um, <laughs> tell them how much fun it is and how much fun we have, and and uh, how much you can learn from the game of football and and being on the team. Um, and I and I think. I think not just myself, I think the the staff I have around me does a really good job at, at recruiting those younger players and getting them out and and um, approaching the game the right way, approaching beginner beginner players the right way and and, and helping them along. Um, and in terms of coaching, I, you know, I, I always say, you know, anyone that's willing to spend the time coaching and, and a lot of times volunteer their time coaching, um, is is something special. It's someone giving back in, in one way, shape, or form, whether um, they remember a coach that uh, motivated them or um, they just want to give back to the community, give back to the youth. And so I think that's special. Um, you know, in terms of advice, uh, don't, just don't don't come in thinking you know it all. Uh, you know, come <laughs> in be, being ready to listen and learn. Um, and the biggest thing, too, I, I would say for, for a coach starting out is, you know, be, be, be very mindful of the example uh, you're setting for for kids um you know the kids are going to play and act the way that you do around them exactly um, you can't necessarily be their friend uh you you have to set um you have to set the example you want for them you the way you want them to carry themselves and and the way you want them to play um the way you want them to help a guy off the field you know or whatever it may be um, just be very, very mindful of of the of the athlete's perception of of yourself, and and um, you should really base a lot of what you do and how you teach and coach uh, around that, you know, and 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 trying to make an impact 
because it, it, you know, after it's all said and done, who really cares what happens on the football field? What's more important probably is how, how they act uh, when no one's around. You know exactly. I mean? so, that's the true sign of character. And that's and, also 5, 10, 15 years down the road, you get that tap on the shoulder and you turn around and the guy's, hey, coach, how you doing? You know, yeah. that's what I find is really rewarding because I, I still get scenarios like that, either at the uh, semi-pro level or high school level or even at the youth level student athletes that I had coached and I, and they come back and uh, it, it's really interesting. Some of them had some hard times in life and I helped them through it. We had some tough love situations, but uh, I think they appreciate that as well. And they want, and they, they want direction. They want structure. They want to be coached. Uh, they don't want to be belittled. And I think one of the things that a coach um, doesn't necessarily get until somebody tells them that is they think, okay, I say one thing, but your body language is saying another. And they've got to sync up, you know, they've got to sync up because if they're not sunk up, then you're sending a mixed message. And by the way, your body language overrides what you say, because you can say all the the right things. But if you go over and do something contrary to that, uh, you know, your credibility is just shot. And and they know they 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 know. They're oh, absolutely. Yeah, they do. And I have to be careful that some I'm very animated in a lot (laughs) of ways. So I, I do have to be careful with that. But you know, at the end of the day, you throw your arm around the guy. They they, they know what you're trying to do. Like you said, tough love, and um, and, and kids do want to be coached up. And they and but as long as you know, as long as they know how much you care, um, you know that, that's that's what's important. And then they'll respect you, and and um, and and you'll have a lot of fun doing it. So. Right. If they know you care, then they're going to care. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, uh, again, congratulations to you, the team, and the whole football community there in Tioga. Great stuff. I appreciate you taking the time to come and uh, share some insight with us because I know probably your media responsibilities are are through the roof. You probably got ESPN calling you, late night shows on TV. Oh, yeah, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I had, <laughs> I had I don't really. <laughs> I had to get. Sorry. It was tough to get through your agent. It was easier probably going through your your defensive line and going through your agent to get a hold of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no, this I, is I fun. like having these conversations. It is fun. Yeah. Listen, thanks again, coach. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank Take you. care and keep the train rolling down there. All right. Sounds good. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and remember, tell your friends, coach Smith says, visit cover4.com and be the next fan up in football and life. It's not where we line up, it's where we wind up. Thank you for listening to the Cover 4 Podcast.